0: But the way that you captivate executives and get their attention and get them to focus on, stay with, tune into your words and your work and your contributions is by simplifying it. Because when it's simplified, it is easier for them to take in. When you communicate something clearly and simply and with that executive communication touch, your audience is going to perceive the overall quality of your work as being higher. Welcome to the show. Thank you for tuning in. If you are new to the Art of Speaking Up podcast, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. My name is Jess and I host this show. I'm also a career coach for professional women in the corporate world, in the nine to five world, and I am here to help you build confidence, find a powerful voice at work, and move up in your career path so you can become a leader and have a big impact. And today's episode is the third part of a series I am doing on the key pieces that will help you stand out and make a really powerful impression in meetings. So in episode 182, which I definitely suggest listening to if you haven't yet listened to it, and you can listen to it after you finish this episode if you want to, it'll still kind of all make sense and tie together. But in episode 182, I laid out these four really important building blocks to help you stand out in meetings. They are visibility, authority, captivation, and thought leadership. And in today's episode, I am diving into the theme of captivation, which is one of my favorite parts of the puzzle of learning how to be a powerful communicator. When it comes to the art of speaking up, I truly believe this is where some of that artistry is, is in the art of captivation and knowing how to captivate your audience. And in today's episode, I'm going to explain to you what captivation is, why it matters so much, how it has the potential to literally accelerate and turbocharge your career path and your professional reputation. And I'll get you started with some tools that will help you captivate your audience. This one is so important, and this was a game changer for my career, so I am so excited to walk you through it. If you've been tuning into the podcast recently, you know that we are in the middle of the launch of my group program, the Art of Speaking Up Academy, and I would love to invite you to go check out the program and enroll in the program if you are feeling called to it. Enrollment is open up until Monday, May 23rd, or until the program fills up, and I will link in the show notes the enrollment page so you can head over there to learn more, to see the curriculum, but at a high level, I created this program because being a strong communicator and having confidence in meetings is the single most important thing for your professional growth. When you have the tools you need to speak with confidence, to articulate your ideas with finesse and elegance, and when you know exactly how to communicate in a way that makes a really powerful impression on the people in the room and on your boss – It helps you move forward in your career so much faster. You become more effective in your role. People start to notice you more in meetings. You start to develop a more powerful reputation. And all of these things really work together to help you advance more quickly and to help you feel stronger and more solid in your role. I think so often, imposter syndrome gets in the way of you showing up fully in those meeting rooms and for the work that you do. And inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy, you're going to learn communication tools and do the inner work on confidence that will help you start to unwind that imposter syndrome so you can bring 100% of your talents into your job and into those meeting rooms, rather than bringing a smaller percentage, right? Maybe right now you're bringing 90% or 80% or 70% of your talents into those meeting rooms because that imposter syndrome or that fear that you're not saying it right or that you don't know enough is getting in the way. This is a six-month immersive journey, and you will learn the comprehensive toolkit for executive communication, and you'll also get deep and high-impact coaching on confidence and on helping you feel strong and powerful inside, even if you struggle with fear and even if you struggle with self-doubt. The beautiful thing about confidence and the beautiful thing about becoming a powerful communicator is it's learnable. There is no such thing as someone who can't become a powerful voice in the room. Doesn't matter how much you think you might be struggling. Doesn't matter if you feel like you have a long way to go. Confidence and learning to become a high impact communicator is something that you can learn and practice. It does take time, it does take work, and it does take focus, but if you're willing to give it time, work, and focus, you will surprise yourself with what is possible for you in terms of your confidence and in terms of your communication skills. If you are ready to dive deeper into your journey of becoming a powerful communicator and a really strong leader in those meeting rooms, I would love to invite you to join us. And you can head over to com slash academy to learn about the program, to check out the curriculum, and to grab your spot inside. I hope to see you inside. I can't wait to meet you. And today, we're actually talking about something that is a huge, huge core component of the Art of Speaking Up Academy a huge core component of the work that I do, something that I love so much and that I think is so important and that literally will change your career. I often look back at my corporate career and think about, okay, why was I able to succeed so quickly? Like why was I able to have to get such fast promotions and to have such a powerful reputation? And when I think about it, partly, not all, but partly because of the way that I approached communication and because I was really good at the skill of captivation, which is what I am teaching you today. Now, for me, captivation is synonymous with executive communication. So I'm going to walk you through what captivation is. I'm going to walk you through a little bit about why it's, why it equals executive communication and why it's so important. And then I'm going to share a couple of tips to get you started on being a more captivating communicator. So let's start with the definition of captivation. And the way that I want to explain this to you is by example, Because for me, captivation is a feeling, and it's a feeling that you give to your audience. And so I want you to feel that feeling so that you can understand it at a deep level. So I, a few weeks ago, I went with my partner to go to the LA art show. There was this really big art show in downtown Los Angeles at the convention center, And I thought it would be a cool thing for us to do together on the weekend. So we got some tickets to the art show and we drove down to the convention center in LA, which is this huge, ginormous convention center where they have all sorts of events. And we went inside into the art show. And the way that it was arranged was there were all these like long rows and then within each of the long rows, there were kind of like little mini enclaves of different art installments. So you would kind of like go down the row, but even within the row, you would like wind around and visit the different little sections where there were paintings and sculptures and multimedia art and all kinds of things. I mean, it was fascinating. We saw some really cool art. There was one piece we saw that was these geometric shapes that were constructed out of mirrors in such a way that like when you looked inside the shape, like the constructed shape, it just like looked like the craziest infinity mirror situation you've ever seen. It was so cool and so fascinating. But anyway, the reason that I'm talking about the art show is to help you feel into the feeling of captivation because I want you to feel it. I want you to feel the feeling of captivation because that's going to make you want to do it. (laughs) And if you do it, it's going to make you stand out in meetings and it's going to really support your career. So I want you to think about being at an art show or you can also imagine maybe being at an art museum if that's easier for you to think about. And I'll tell you a little bit about my experience at the art show. And I kind of want you to imagine yourself in my shoes as I share this. So when you go to an art show like this, or you even go to like a really big art museum, you get there and you're really excited. And you're like, oh my God, I'm going to see all the art. This is so fun. You know, assuming you like that kind of thing. And you go and look at the first Painting, and then you go and look at the second painting, and then at the third painting. And after a while, this is what happens for me. You start to realize, like, oh shit, there's a lot of paintings here. If I continue like visiting every single painting at the rate that I'm going, I'm going to be here for a week because there's just so much art in this art show or in this exhibit. So, what I start to do is I'll slowly notice that I'm spending less and less time at each painting. And then after like an hour has gone by and I realized there's still so much more to see and that I'm never going to see it all if I don't pick up the pace, I change my approach completely. And instead of trying to see every single painting, I just kind of walk through and I wait to see what pulls me in. So I'm not visiting every single painting. I'm just kind of sauntering through and seeing what grabs my attention and going towards that. And maybe I'll spend a lot of time looking at that one painting or that one piece of artwork that really grabbed my attention. Something about this piece of art versus all the others captivated me. It pulled me in. I went to it. I chose it over the other pieces of artwork. I have a scarce amount of time because I can't see all the art in the art show. And I decided to spend my scarce time at this painting or you know, whichever paintings I choose because it's pulling me in and then I go closer to it. And as I look at it more closely, I feel more pulled in and I find that I wanna stand in front of it for a little bit of time and I wanna look at it and I wanna take it in and it feels stimulating, it feels interesting, it feels pleasurable, I'm having a really good feeling because I followed what drew me in and then I allowed myself to spend time looking at it. Not every piece of art gives me that feeling. Only some pieces of art give me that feeling. And that is the feeling of captivation. When I am drawn towards something and I go closer to it and I decide to stay there and sit with it. And maybe I liked it so much that before I leave the art show, I have to go back and look at it again because I want to have that experience again. And I can't tell you exactly why I liked it so much. Sure, I could point to a few things, but part of why I liked it so much is because of how it made me feel. It made me feel really good. Captivation is all about delivering that experience to your audience. When you speak, when you project your PowerPoint slide, when you share your content, when you give your presentation, when you share your update, people feel drawn in. They pay attention, they focus, and just like with the painting at the art show, they stay. They linger. They remain. Their attention stays on you. It's very similar to when you go to the movies and the movie that you see is so good that you have lost all sense of time. You are not checking your phone. You are not thinking about when the movie is going to end. And then all of a sudden it's over and you're like, holy crap, that was such a good movie. And you weren't even expecting it to end because you were so immersed in it. It caught your attention and you stayed there and you never left. That is the essence of captivation. That is what you are trying to achieve with your audience. Now, captivation is synonymous with executive communication, and here's why. The goal of executive communication is to communicate in an executive-friendly way. And in order to think about what is an executive-friendly way, we have to think about what is happening in the mind of an executive <laughs> and what's happening in a in the mind of an executive is a little bit of chaos executives have their time and attention and brain power stretched to the max their day is full with things that require a lot of deep thinking their attention is stretched and utilized to its maximum capacity each day right so That means that if we want to captivate the attention of an executive, right, and if we want them to be drawn into our communication and we want them to stay with us, just like I stayed with the painting or just like you get absorbed in the movie, it has to feel very appealing to them because they have so many things coming at them all day long. They're like the person at the art show or even better, the Louvre. Have you been to the Louvre Museum in Paris? There is no way, like, I mean, I don't know how much time you'd need to see that entire museum, right? But like, there's just no way you're going to be able to see that in, in even an entire day. There's so much art in there. And so that's a little bit What their day is like where they have to like walk through this museum and try to get a quick glimpse of each of these pieces of artwork, right? People are asking them for decisions. They're talking to press. They, if they're more senior, right, they might be talking to investors. They're working on higher level things they have a lot of thinking that they need to do and their attention is stretched in a lot of different directions. So that means that if you're trying to capture their attention, you need to offer them a form of communication that is extremely high quality, right? So it's sort of like if you are a painting at the Louvre, and you wanna stand out in such a giant art museum, you have to be the Mona Lisa because that museum is huge. There are There's so much artwork, so it becomes harder to stand out even though the museum is filled with these incredible paintings and pieces of art. But if you're the Mona Lisa, for sure everyone's gonna stop and take photos and linger on you. And it's the same with your communication in your job. When your communication is really high quality, best in class, elevated, you will become like the Mona Lisa. And executives, when they drop into your meeting, when they walk by the Mona Lisa in the Louvre, they're going to stop and pay attention and look because you stand out. Now, what's so important to think about here is for a busy executive whose attention and brain power is stretched to the max. What is going to make them stop and be captivated? What is going to grab their attention? What are they going to be willing to stop and not look at all the other paintings, not look at all the other information, not think about all of the different ideas that are floating around in their heads? What is going to make them clear all that mental clutter and focus in on you and what you are saying? Now, the answer to this, there's a lot of answers, but one of the most important thing that is going to help them do this is simplicity. I talk about this in Speak Like a CEO, my executive presence course, but the single biggest mistake people make in communicating is thinking that complicated communications is a good thing Because we think that complicated makes us look very smart. If we're sharing something complicated, then we must be really smart because it's so complicated. But the way that you captivate executives and get their attention and get them to focus on, stay with, tune into your words and your work and your contributions is by simplifying it. Because when it's simplified, it is easier for them to take in. And most people at a typical company are not doing this. Most people are sharing communication that is excessively complicated. You've probably been in meetings where this is the case and you're like, ow, my brain is hurting. Like, why is everyone twisting this around so much, right? So when you become the person whose communications is clear and clean and simple, you stand out like crazy. And I want you to think about what happens, not just in one meeting where you've gotten really good at simplifying so you can captivate the attention of that executive or captivate the attention of your boss or captivate the attention of the people in the room. I want you to think about not just doing that once in one meeting, but doing that in every single meeting. What happens over time is your boss and those executives and the people around you start to learn. When she speaks, when she shares a slide, when she gives an update, it is simple and I like it. What that means is every time you open your mouth to share something, they're listening to you possibly more closely than they're listening to other people because they know it's going to be simple. They know it's going to be a painting in the art show that is going to be pleasant to look at. And as soon as they expect that, their attention tunes into you more closely. So when you get good at captivating and when you become a strong executive communicator, it doesn't just work for you in the instance where you're speaking and communicating. It works for you 24-7 because you now have a reputation as a good communicator. So before you even start your presentation, when people are just dropping into your meeting, they're already thinking this is going to be good, right? When they get that calendar invite on their calendar for your meeting, they're thinking, oh, that one's going to be good. So I really want you to think about this, that that clean, crisp, simple, captivating communication that you become so strong at in meetings It works for you 24-7 because you are now thought of as someone whose words and presentations and work product is easy and clear. This elevates your reputation. It makes people want to be in your meetings. It makes people want to hear from you. It makes people want to staff you on their projects. It makes people want to trust you with bigger things. You cannot underestimate the importance of developing this skill. Clear, captivating communication is a rarity, unfortunately, in the corporate world. So, as you get better at it, like I said, you stand out really quickly. It's sort of like if the corporate world were an art museum, there's a lot of not so good art in the museum just because, you know, it requires a lot of brain power to be a really crisp communicator. It's harder to communicate simply and cleanly than it is to overcomplicate things. Like, overcomplicating things and being complex and all over the place and a little bit sloppy in communication is easier to do. It requires less brain power. You just spew out information. But being crisp and clean and simple, especially when the thing that you're sharing is really complicated, simplifying that shit takes a lot of work. And all that work that you did to simplify it is work that your boss or that that executive doesn't have to do in their brain because you did the simplifying for them. You saved them having to be confused. You saved them having to make sense of what you're saying because you made sense of it so well that they understood it immediately. That is one of the biggest gifts you can give in your communication. That is one of the most effective ways that you can demonstrate your competence and capability and capacity to higher ups is to save them all of that confusion and mental effort because the way that you communicate is so captivating and is so clear. So this is so important. Now, simplicity isn't the only way that you captivate, but it's the most important starting point because if you throw something really complex at your audience and they tune out because it's so confusing and their brain's like, no, no, I refuse, just no. I'm sure you've seen people put up slides in meetings and your brain's like, oh, hell no. (laughs) There is no way that I'm exerting the effort required to understand this crazy ass slide. Hell to the no, right? So once that happens with your audience, it's so hard to get them back. So you need to make sure that from the get-go, you have that experience of them saying, oh, I like this. I'm going to keep my attention on this person. I'm going to stay with this person. And the beautiful thing about this is that your audience is going to take you and your content more seriously when it's well presented. When you communicate something clearly and simply and with that executive communication touch, your audience is going to perceive the overall quality of your work as being higher. And I'm not saying that they're going to perceive the communication quality as being higher. That is true, they will perceive you as being a better communicator, but they will also just perceive your work, the execution, what you're doing, your performance as being higher because when things are packaged well, we tend to assume that the thing inside the package is of a higher quality, right? So if someone hands you a gift that's like wrapped really sloppy and it's torn You're not going to think in your head, oh, this is probably like from Tiffany's, right? This is probably a really expensive piece of jewelry versus if someone hands you a gift that's impeccably wrapped and it's gorgeously decorated and adorned, you're going to assume like, oh, this might be jewelry. This might be something nice. This might be something valuable. When you are sharing your content and the executives in the room and your boss have that first impression When you are sharing things simply and in this way, they have the experience very similar to the experience of when you walk into a retail store that is beautifully organized and super, super aesthetic inside. You know, when you walk into a store that's just very beautifully arranged and you feel really good and you're like, oh, I like being in here. This feels good. It makes you want to stay in the store. Versus when you walk into a store that has like bad lighting and is really messy and chaotic, it doesn't make you want to stay. And so when you speak and when you share your content, they're having that experience, right? They're going to choose to stay because it feels good. And when it's feeling good and when it's packaged beautifully, they're also going to assume that the quality is higher, right? Just like in a beautiful store, you assume the quality of the clothes are going to be higher because of how the store is arranged. And so your ability to simplify and streamline is so important for your reputation, for your effectiveness in meetings, for how people perceive you, for how much they think about you as being promotable and on a path to leadership. I cannot emphasize enough how important this is. And this is something that you can learn And it doesn't require you to feel perfectly confident all the time. It will help you feel more confident. But the wonderful thing is when you become a really strong communicator, even if you have moments where you feel small or shaky or you get stage fright, right? That's something that I've experienced for so much of my life. When the quality of what you're sharing is solid, You get to ride on the quality of your content. And then that gives you confidence that then helps you feel more confident as time goes on. And those nerves and the shakiness and any difficult emotions that you might experience tend to subside and get smaller because you feel so in command of how to share your content and you feel so powerful when you do share it. So to get you started on your journey of becoming captivating, of becoming best in class at executive communication, you want to focus on two things. The first is taking out all of the extra words and all of the pieces and ideas and words and components that are not absolutely essential for the message that you are trying to share. You want to be streamlining, simplifying, editing down as much as possible. That busy executive or your boss doesn't have tons of extra time and tons of extra attention on their hands, so you want to make sure that you are boiling things down to only the essentials. And then once you've done that, you want to use structure to make what you're sharing as easily digestible as possible. I talked about this in the executive communication episode that I did a few weeks back structure is just breaking up your communication into parts. So it's the difference between having a 10-digit phone number just written on a piece of paper one number after the other versus taking that 10-digit phone number and then putting a parentheses around the area code and a dash between the first three digits and the second four digits. Think about the difference between looking at a phone number that has the parentheses and the dash versus a phone number that doesn't and is just a string of 10 numbers. You barely changed anything. You just added some parentheses and a little line. But that structure made it so much easier for you or your audience to take in that information it's exactly the same with your words, whether it's an entire presentation and you're thinking, how can I break this into sections? Or maybe it's just one simple sentence you're trying to share, but you're thinking, how can I walk them through this in a couple of parts so that it's more digestible? You want to constantly be thinking of breaking things down into parts. As you do this, you will feel clear in your head on what you're sharing, because you've done the thinking around how can I make this simple and digestible? How can I make this make sense? So in your head, you will feel stronger, clearer, less confused, and your audience will have the same exact experience. They will feel less confused, and they will perceive you as a very strong communicator. Captivation and executive communication is so core for me to the art of speaking up. And my absolute favorite thing about it is that when you get good at it and you master it and you figure out how to apply it to your words and your communication, it becomes fun. You feel powerful. You enjoy speaking because you know that what you're sharing is of such a high quality and is going to have a strong impact on your audience. And that is a damn good feeling. If you want to get really good at this, like really good, like ninja level good, like nerd out with me on all the different ways to create structure and create compelling communication and practice them and apply them and learn them and internalize them. You must get your booty inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy because I dive very deep into this topic and walk you through exactly how to take your words, take your content, take the information you're sharing and the ideas that you're sharing in meetings and package them super effectively for your audience so that you become the painting in the art show that people gravitate towards and they stay with and they keep their attention on. Because when they keep their attention on you, you become more effective in your job. There are few like stronger things that you can establish for yourself than being the person that higher-ups always pay attention to. And in the Art of Speaking Up Academy, I will help you get even better at this, which I am so excited about. It is one of my favorite parts of the curriculum. If you are ready to join us, head over to jessgesitcoaching.com slash academy. You can learn more, you can check out the curriculum, and you can sign up there. And I want you to take the information in this podcast and start applying it today. Where can you take out the excess parts of what it is you're saying? Where can you eliminate words? Where can you simplify? And then ask yourself, where can you begin creating structure? And I actually just started the executive communication module with the current cohort of the Art of Speaking Up Academy, the one that I'm running right now. And I was explaining to them and I'll explain to you here that using structure is all about finding your personal style. So there are some core frameworks and tools that I like to use, but then it's, it's all about taking that and making it your own. So play with what feels like a good way for you to streamline and simplify your communication. What feels like a good way for you to structure it? What feels logical in your brain? Because if it feels logical in your brain, it's going to be much easier for you to convey it to your audience. So just think, how can I make this stupid easy for them to understand? If you do this, it will change everything. Thank you so much for tuning in. It is so wonderful to have you here. I am excited to finish off this series with one more episode on thought leadership, which is such a favorite topic of mine. I feel like I say that about every topic, but it's true. I'm just such a communication nerd. So I'm excited for that. In the meantime, I hope that you're having a really wonderful day and week, and I will catch you next week for some more of these episodes. Have an amazing rest of your day. Bye.